Of the Low Life Motherfucking Choppy Podcast. Welcome to your fucking Friday, Low Life. We got one hell of an episode for you. You came in hot with the questions this week. We're going to get into all of your burning questions and a bunch of other good shit. But before we kick things off, let's start it out the way we always do with those motherfucking sponsors. First up, we got Paco. A.K.A. Podgeco, 51 years in the game. we got to update the ad read now. 51 years in the game is no fucking accident. they got all the parts you need for your Harley Davidson. So, swing on over to Paco, P-A-U-G-H-C-O.com and scoop yourself all of those fucking goodies. Next up, we've got ShopCult.com, the motherfucking chopper hub. Head on over there, make an account, set up a build thread for your next build, scroll through the classifieds to find all the parts you need, and scroll through that Brolodex. See who's riding around in your fucking area. Next up, we've got Chicken Fried Choppers, the homie Chicken Rick, the man behind ChopShit.com. He's got all of the stickers, pinched patches, hoodies, and chopper goodies, as well as all the low-life merch. He's carrying stuff from badass builders from all across the country, doing all sorts of different things. So, for the best collection of curated motorcycle parts and accessories, swing on over to ChopShit.com or Chicken Fried Choppers on Instagram. Next up, we got... Keebler Customs and Lucky Horseshoe Customs out of Denver, Colorado. Doing some of the dopest fabrication work you've ever laid your eyes on. They do automotive fabrication, commercial fabrication. They also do CNC plasma cutting and 3D printing. These guys get into a little bit of everything. So hit them up on Instagram, Keebler Customs, that's Keebler with a K, and Horseshoe Customs LLC. And let them know that the Low Life Boys sent you. Up next, we have motherfucking Lowbrow Customs. I know we remember this fucking Ivory. I know you got like this nice. That's right, I'm mid cigar <laughs> here, but everything you need for the road ahead since 2004. Tyler is a good dude. You're going to be hearing him on the show in short order. He'll two be weeks. coming back on two weeks. Beautiful. In the meantime, swing on over to lowbrowcustoms.com and get basically an entire motorcycle. Bring your own engine and frame, everything else you can buy from Lowbrow. And this month's giveaway sponsor. Hold up, don't we got uh, somebody that makes the ugliest motherfuckers? Oh. Up next, we got the homie Wes at Custom Destruction. Yeah. Making the dopest motherfucking helmets in the game. For the same price as a stock helmet. It's a no fucking brainer. Get over to Custom Destruction and get the only motherfucking helmet that'll make the ugliest motherfucker sexy. 
Awesome. Talk to Wes today, by the way. He's sending yeah. me up a couple of the fucking Make Bikers Buff Again t-shirts. Mm. <laughs> I'm fucking stoked. You've been getting on this train, too. we got to get into yeah, that. Yeah, Ben Crusher. Yeah, we'll get into that later. Um, this month's giveaway sponsor. Roberts USA Made. We're going to be giving away a peg set from Roberts USA Made. Awesome dude making some fantastic machined parts. These are not just your standard turn on a lathe type pegs. This guy's got the whole fucking mill out. Gorgeous looking parts. You're going to get pegs for both sides plus the shifter peg. And these things are gorgeous. At least, I think it's like a $150 set. So one of you lucky lowlifes is going to be going home with a brand new set of controls from Roberts USA Made. All you got to do to get in on the giveaway is first off, follow Roberts USA Made, all one word, and swing on over to patreon.com slash lowlifechopperpodcast, click on giveaway level supporter. That's it. That's all you got to do. And last but not least, we have the one and only hot sauce that Greece and I both can agree on. And I know you guys are thinking, what the fucking shit <laughs> does hot sauce have to do with choppers? Well, my friend. <laughs> you got to make those bitches hot. There's two things that you get at every chopper place. Or when you're going out riding. You're going to get tacos or you're going to get motherfucking hot dogs. And guess what goes good on both? Fucking hot sauce. So, me and Greece uh, both love this hot sauce. Made by Stay Strong Co. The motherfucking homie. Uh, he makes a hot sauce called The Shit. And it is legitimately the shit. It is the shit. This is like, I'm not even a huge hot sauce guy. So when he first gave us some to try, I was like, eh, I might use it. I might not use it. You should have ate it with a spoon at your house. I it was, you. dude, it was <laughs> so fucking good. This stuff is legit. He's a good dude. Veteran. So all He's all about the USA. Yeah. American made. Even the clothing that he sells is USA made, which yeah. is uh, very appropriate given the, the giveaway that we'll, we'll talk about in a little bit. But this guy's all about it. And I want to make sure that we, we stress this is we're not, air quotes, selling out, okay? <laughs> we're not, well, listen, and I'm going to be fucking straight up. We're not even making money on this ad. No. There's no money on this. The fact is, he's a straight out good fucking dude. He came up here to Deadbeat just to fucking hang out with us. Longtime supporter of the show. And he's a fucking, just a good ass dude. Uh, who happens to make a dope ass fucking hot sauce that we like. So we're plugging it, trying to help him out, get his business off the fucking ground. And that's it. So go buy yourself some motherfucking hot sauce. Buy yourself a fucking USA made t-shirt. Yeah, his the t-shirts are comfy as fuck, too, he made, by the way. Hands down, that's the best t-shirt of all the t-shirts that I bought. 100%. Who Best made that, fitting. by the way? Do you remember? You the know what? Name you know what company? sucks is I was I actually wanted to buy them because when we were doing the segment yeah. about USA made shirts, um, and I ripped the tag out because uh, it drives me nuts yeah. when they like touch the back of my neck. So even when I make shirts here mm-hmm. at the Unicorn Ranch, we rip the tag out, and now I have made my own tag. Yep. So I put that tag 
on the inside of the shirt, and then I heat press that on. Oh, shit. That's so cool, So it's a tagless man. shirt, but it'll say, like, Unicorn Ranch, and it'll say, like, where the shirt is actually made, which is USA. That's what we try to use every time. But um, anyway, so back to Stay Stronco. Go give him a follow. Get yourself one of the jars. Listen, it comes with a mason jar, too. It's fucking sick. Um, but it's a good hot sauce. It has a little bit of heat, but it has some sweetness to it, too. So it literally goes good on everything. And he's coming out with... I don't even know if I'm supposed to say this, but whatever. I'll fucking deal with the consequences. Blow it up, yeah. He's coming out with a new motherfucking hot sauce, and he's sending it up to me in Greece for us to try. So we'll give you... Uh, I'm not going to tell you what it is or what's in it or whatever, blah, 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 because I don't even know. But we'll try it out while you guys know, and hopefully you'll be able to get that on sale pretty soon. Woo! I'm excited. Yeah. I need my. I need some more tacos in my life. Anyway, agreed. This is the perfect time. I can have tacos once a week. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. All right. So I got to put the cigar down for this one because now I got to do some talking here. All right. To jump back into this, we are on the last leg. This is the last week. As you know, we've been doing a featured segment on USA-made gear. Something that is super important to both of us. Like Loctite said, they like to use USA-made gear for the merch they sell. I feel the same way. A lot of you guys have been writing in, asking about the stuff that we've been talking about. I'm super pumped to hear that. Honestly, if you're going to make any sort of, with all the craziness that's been going on in the country, if you're going to make any commitment in 2021, let it be that all the stuff that you buy going forward be made by somebody here in this country. I think it's more important than ever. That's the reason we spent so much time on it. That's the reason I wanted to do this segment. Um, and like I said, a bunch of you guys have been reaching out saying, hey, can I get the name of that one more time? I was looking for that thing you guys were talking about. That uh, that definitely gets me extra hype to see that you guys are digging the segment. So this is the last one that we had planned from here. Who knows where we'll go. If you guys want us to continue it and do something else, you know, USA Made Tools or some other kind of segment, let us know. We can jump into that. But we got the last section, and that is everything that we didn't cover. So, like you know, we did basically from the ground up, boots, pants, shirts, jackets. Last thing we got is the add-ons, hats, gloves, glasses. I think that's all we talked about before, right? So... As far as the gloves are concerned, Loctite's got a pair that he got from Deadbeat Customs Love in Tewksbury. Bikes are, and leather. Yeah. Talk about those for a minute. So fucking comfy. So I'll say this. This is a glove that you have to earn. Uh, when you first get it, <laughs> these motherfuckers are tight. And I got, listen. Even if you don't have Jimmy Dean yeah, breakfast sauce you've ever, If you've ever met your boy, I got bear paws, <laughs> all right? So it was tough for me to get my hand in here. Um, but after one season, they worked in nice, and now they, hands down, and this is not because Deadbeat's a sponsor. I'll tell you straight up, if one of our sponsors fucks up on like a shitty product, I'm going to fucking let you know. That's yeah. a fact. And we certainly wouldn't be pumping anything that somebody made that we didn't think was a good product. Everybody right. you hear in the beginning of the show and the end of the show earned that spot. Matter of fact, if you want, you can, I'm sure somebody will fucking reach out and tell you. A fuck ton, a metric fuck ton of people hit us up to be sponsors for the show. And every time, me and Greece sit down, talk about it, pull up their page, see what they make, see who they interact with, see if it fits our customer, not our customers, our listeners. Yep. And if it doesn't, they don't become sponsors. Simple as that. That's it. Um, 
because it's really not about the money for us. It's right. like we just want to showcase the best. Right. Um, and this all comes out from like when we before we started the show. Me and Greece didn't know this shit. We didn't know who to get the gloves from, who to get parts from, who to get this from. So that's why we have sponsors. Um, and you guys know we use that money to do cool shit for you guys, like fly people in the deadbeat. But anyways, we're getting off fucking subject. Yeah, but. Um, so the gloves, yeah, they're bison leather gloves. They're um, made by, we didn't even put the name out there. So the company that makes the gloves is Churchill. That's the company, they make the Oh, gloves. they make Deadbeat's gloves? So far as I understand, yeah. They're really? made by Churchill. Deadbeat does, I think Deadbeat does the stamping in-house. Yeah, he does like the leather burning stamp on it. Yeah. So Churchill makes the actual gloves, and I think that they make that glove, because it's a two-tone, just yeah. for Deadbeat. No shit. Yeah. On their website, that's what it said. It's like we partnered with Churchill to oh, make these fuck. gloves. I didn't even know that. So Churchill makes the gloves for Deadbeat. They also make, you know, you can get them in, in just like a regular black, brown, the the yellow. I love the yellow. That's my fucking jam. And the nice thing about Churchill gloves, though, is that they don't they don't fucking dye your hands. Right. I got cheap, I fucking cheap hate ones. That when you put your hand yeah. out, it's just yellow. It looks yeah. like you have jaundice. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um, shitty gloves will do that. Churchill makes awesome fucking gloves. I had a pair of their um, their fucking the short wrist ones, the black ones. Somebody stole them out of my fucking saddlebag back when Dang. I lived in Haverhill. Those are my favorite fucking gloves, and I need to get another pair. So yeah, the ones I have are short. Yep. And they have the one like leather strap that goes over the top with the the snap, snap in button. And I'm telling you, these things are fucking comfy. And I, I use them all summer long. My hands don't fucking sweat. Yep. I use them in the wintertime. It helps. I mean, they don't obviously don't keep your hands super fucking warm. But um, yeah, they're not. They they're break, not insulated. Right. They break the wind, and they're, they're very thick. Yeah. Um, so they do. They do keep you semi warm. Um, and they'd make a great work glove too. Yeah, I love them. I absolutely fucking love them. So that's so that's Churchill. If you want, say you're riding in weather like we have up here, where it's fucking cold. And you want something that's insulated? They also make non-insulated here. Uh, Fox Creek leather. I got two vests from these people that are fucking awesome. But they also make their own line of gloves. They ha- I got a set of their gauntlet gloves with insulate liners in them. Beautiful, beautiful fucking gloves. Like they're they're a little bit on the higher end price. I think they're like sixty or seventy bucks. But they're that's that's honestly right where you would expect to pay for all these USA made leather gloves. Um, so foxcreekleather.com. This is not a sponsor of the show. This is just somebody that I found along the, the journey of owning motorcycles. They got all different types. Are you pulling it up right now? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, they got all different types of gloves. Great option for you. But if both of those are too pricey and you're looking for something cheap, this is what we stress in this segment is we're not trying to make this about who can spend the most money. So if you're on a budget or like me, if you need a pair of gloves that you're going to use for yard work, Midwest Gloves and Gear. You can get these on Amazon. They also are made in the USA. They have all the different types. They got elk skin, bison, deer skin, and goat. So they got goat. all of them. They're like 40 bucks, which is incredibly affordable. I will say they're not cut as night. <coughs> Excuse me. Too many cigars. They're not cut as nicely around the fingers and the edges. It's not quite as... It's not finished as well as the Churchills and the Fox Creeks. But I wear them when I'm swinging the fucking axe. They're great work gloves. And I had my last pair. I had the Buffalo ones or the Bison ones, whatever you call it. Um, They were like 40 bucks. I had them for two years before I wore a hole in the finger. 
which is decent considering I was also wearing them on the bike. I wore them for basically fucking everything. Two years out of a pair of work gloves is a pretty fucking, pretty good run. Yeah. So that's what we got for gloves. If you got another recommendation that we missed or you got like my favorite fucking glove company, you guys didn't mention them, send it in. That's what this is about. We said in the beginning we wanted people to send in their recommendations. So if we missed somebody, we'll shout it out next week. Uh, I'll also say, too, we're, this is the last roundup. After this, we're going to be doing the giveaway. So the way that this is going to work is we want you to take a picture of all your USA-made gear, however you want to stage the photo, however you want to do it, the best picture. Whoever makes us feel the most like a fucking red-blooded American when we look at the photo you post with hashtag LowLifeUSA, we're going to pick the top photo, and they're getting a kicker pedal from Robert's USA Made. So it's I'm, like a $120 kicker pedal coming to you for free just for supporting American-made companies. I also want to throw it out there. If you want to get the Deadbeat Customs uh, Churchill gloves. Yep. Um, Which I might. Fuck. If you use the coupon yeah. Low Life, yep. you can ship to your door for seventy nine bucks. That's not bad, man. So, I dig it. Yeah, that's a good fucking deal. Yeah, don't forget to use code Low Life. Yeah, I always forget to mention that. All right, so that's what we got for gloves. Uh, I had another update too that I want to give you guys because we didn't mention, or no, we did mention shirts, t shirts, right? But all the I was thinking back, all the options that I mentioned were a little bit pricier, and I came across the company that makes shirts that they sell on base for the military. The company is called So I don't know how you pronounce it, Sofi or Sophie. It's S-O-F-F-E-E. And they make a three-pack of made in the USA t-shirts for 20 bucks. Wow. So I bought two packs. I've got six t-shirts. They're the perfect fucking undershirt. They come in every fucking color. If you're buying undershirts, there's no reason why you wouldn't buy this one. That mm-hmm. That is like as affordable as it fucking gets. That's like less than seven bucks a shirt. And they're good quality. They're not like thick, thick, like where you'd wear it as a, like Dickies makes those like unbelievably thick ones. They're not like that. It's definitely more of like an undershirt or a summer weight, but that's all I'm buying from here on out. That's my goal for 2021 is anything that I buy this year is coming from a USA-made company. So Sophie or Sophie, however you fucking say that name, um, I just wanted to throw that one out there because we missed that last week. Jeez, I drew a blank. Glasses. We only got two. This is a tough one. Pretty much all sunglasses are made in other countries. So I don't want to talk about my sunglasses. Because there's some kind of there's a discrepancy here, and I can't find the legitimacy of it at this point. Oh, I see. Um, this is potential. Yeah. So it says. All right. So I'll just say I wear Costa sunglasses. Um, it's like an outdoorsman. It's based towards the outdoorsman. Mm-hmm. They're polarized lenses. Um, so I know they're based out of um, Daytona, Florida, and it says they're an American-made company. Mm-hmm. But then I've also seen when I, I'm just looking it up. And I've seen some discrepancies saying that their frames come from Taiwan. So I'm not going to pump that because I don't know for sure. Um, but gotcha. That's okay. So that one. So we'll have, to have another one. Add after. Uh, the only one that I could find 
is American Optical. So these are the first guys they did. They made the first fucking aviators. They make a bunch of different styles, metal frames. <laughs> they are the only made in the USA. Originally, it was going to be two, but at this point, till we can confirm the other one, this is the only made in the USA sunglass brand that I was able to find. Um, super reasonably priced. They're like fifty bucks. So you really can't fucking beat it. And you're supporting an American company that makes sunglasses for the military. I love I love the stuff that they're putting out. I had a pair of these that I unfortunately turned my head the wrong way going down the highway and fucking ripped them off my face and they got smashed up and I was like, God damn it, such a shame. But I'm gonna get another pair. They're great glasses and like I said, pretty much the only people or at least a very small amount of people that are still doing it here. Yeah. Tough thing to find. Um, and then last but not least, we got hats. Easiest one for most people out here in the Northeast, at least, trying to fucking stay warm, go to your Army-Navy store. And every Army-Navy store, for less than $10, will have a made-in-the-USA wool beanie mm-hmm. or watch cap, whatever you call it. Um, they have tons of them. They're brand new. They're not like surplus where some like person's sweaty head has been in it and they're selling it. The Carhartt hat's not recommended? No. Wow. So disappointing. It is. That's what. Well, that's kind of what, what's been interesting about this whole For thing. It's like a, an American-based like workforce company. Yeah. It's really weird. It is. It's a shame that so many of these people have gone that way. But So they don't have it. You can get it there. Um, other options... This is more like higher end stuff. I know some of you guys are into the fucking the cowboy hats. I see full with wood down there in Florida. Stetson, fucking one of the oldest hat making companies. If you're into the fucking cowboy hats, Justin that's always, also makes hats. Do they? Mm-hmm. And Justin makes all USA boots too, so they might the hat. I don't know for sure about the hats yet, but I would assume that they would be. Um, and then outside of that, Filson. I got a wool hat from Filson that I've been wearing every single fucking day. Their Packer hat. Um, Super thick wool. Keeps my head warm. They're they're a little bit pricier. I think they're like 60 bucks. But keeps the snow out of my face. And Filson's one of those brands that's just stayed committed to making at least some of their stuff. I know we had somebody wrote in and was saying about how some of Filson's stuff is not made in the USA. And that's absolutely true. You have to look at the actual specific item that you're buying. Because a lot of their stuff isn't, but they are still making a bunch of it here. So that's what we got. Are you pulling up another one, or should we? Yeah, I just want to make sure. I'm pretty sure. Um, uh, yeah, so one, this is a company that I also use. I haven't been using them lately since I grew my hair out. Um, but Boston Scattercaps, 100% USA made. They are they? All, I was they, trying to look that up on the way here. Yeah, they get their wool from the U.S. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. These are the ones that Loctite had for uh, all wedding. of us at the wedding. Yeah. yeah, the wedding party. We all got the Boston Scally Caps. That's cool. I was actually on the way over here trying to look that up, and I could not find it on yeah. the uh, on the website. So if you're into the Scally Caps, that's your option. And another uh, – so two accessories that I have. Um, Leatherman's. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. That's a thing that I have on me daily, every single t- – as soon when I get dressed in the morning – my Leatherman goes on my belt immediately. Yep. Um, being a truck driver, I use that fucking thing nonstop all day long. Um, and the other thing is a, a new thing that I've started using is called a mud jug. 
I don't know what the fuck that is. So this is the mud jug. Oh, that's that. <laughs> and these are little, uh, like, personalized spittoons. And these, they make it so they don't knock over. They don't spill. Whoa, that was that was ballsy. Yeah, <laughs> I was they like, really don't, don't fucking spill. tip it. Yeah, they don't spill. And um, so they make one like this side. You guys can't see it, but they make the original, which is like four inside your house. They make um, another one. I forget what it's called, but it's it's shaped so it fits into your cup holder, your truck, car, whatever. That's And then handy. they make another one that's like as small as a flask that you can put in your back pocket. So if you're like on a run, you can spit in that. And these are all no spill. Um, and listen, if you're like a chewer like myself and you have fallen asleep and you've spilt your dip cup on you, uh, that does not happen with these. <laughs> <laughs> and it says on their website, American made and always will be. Love it. So I just had to give them a shout out. I use them. I just got these last week and I absolutely fucking love them. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned other things too, because we talked about another one that, that you were asking about before we started belts. Yes. I don't have a ton of different, uh, recommendations on this one. But the one that I will say that I've had for, I was telling locked I've, I've had a belt since 2012 from quarter leather. They're right here in new England. The guy was in Massachusetts. Um, I'm assuming he still is cause the website still says made in new England. Um, Dude, hand makes all the belts. They are fucking thick. So they're like almost probably three sixteenths leather. Wow. Super fucking chunky, super durable. You can swap the belt buckle out. It's got How wide are they? They're like a nice wide. Inch and a half. Nice. Yep. Inch and a half. That's the perfect size. That's like all your standard belt loops. Um, but it's the best, thickest, most durable leather belt that I've gotten from anybody. And they're like 55 bucks. Oh shit! That's definitely hard yeah, to beat. Yeah, that's a good deal. Will you hold this for a second? Because there's one other thing I got to look up here that I was trying to fucking remember who makes this one, so I can fucking shout these people out. Because anybody out there that's into gun belts, Blue Alpha Gear. See that? Made in the USA. Oh, yes, right on the fucking thing. So, Blue Alpha Gear. If you're a gun guy and you're looking for what do they call that material? It's like the, it's like that super rigid. I don't know if it's called nylon or what it is, but it's like the the gun belt, like the webbing. It's like woven fucking. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. Uh, but it's super supportive. Oh, so carry, you can like, like clip your yeah your holster on the inside. Yeah, 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 so there's like a, they sew into the belt like a um, some sort of like composite shank. So I've carried my Glock 19 with this belt. All day long, comfortably. You don't even feel you don't the get, weight like, the of the fold gun of your pants and shit. Like if you're yeah, not so that out. the gun doesn't like lean yeah. out as you're like leaning forward and shit like that. Um, I love this belt. I've got two blue Alpha Gear belts. Love both of them. And yeah, also inch and a half. But you could get it an inch and three quarter if you're like one of those super tactical guys that wants the fuck. Yeah, I never had pants. You want to hang an AR off your fucking belt? Yeah, just so people know, because some people are like, "Oh yeah, I want like the whatever the the biggest, thickest, beefiest one is." Remember, you inch and three quarter. You're not going to get that through regular belt loops. Right. So if you go over inch and a half, you have to be buying like pants that are made for that shit, and that's like that's beyond the scope of what we're talking about here. Just get the inch and a half. It's yeah. very fucking. It's very fucking heavy duty. It'll hold any gun that you're going to put on there. Um, so yeah, shout out to them. Nice. Yeah. And, and to, so that's it. That's our rundown. We went through everything. I like this segment, and I want to challenge all of you guys, even if we don't continue this segment, I want to challenge you guys in 2021, whatever you're buying this year, 
Try to make it USA made. Look around. We gave you a bunch of suggestions for everything. Do your best to make it a priority because... Support your local leathermen. Yeah. Is that how you, what you call them? A leather worker, a leather crafter? What do these guys like to be called? The guys doing the, all the leather work? What yeah, I guess leather, leather worker. A leather worker. I wouldn't call them a leather because they think that's the tool. But, yeah, support your local leather guy. Like I had uh, Stay Gold LG. Stay Gold. Stay Gold Leather Goods. Um, Ryan from 815. I got a wallet from him. Obviously, it's made in the USA. It's made by somebody I know personally. It's made right here in New Hampshire. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Get your wallet from somebody you know. Get a, if, you, if you know somebody, if your local guy makes belts, you know, we don't take money from any of these people that we're featuring in this segment. These are just people that we're able to find or have experience with their stuff. But if you can get a belt from somebody you know personally, do that. It doesn't matter who you buy it from as long as you buy it from somebody making it in the USA. Next time you wear out a pair of pants, look for a, a USA-made option. Next time you burn up a T-shirt, get yourself a three-pack of USA-made shirts for 20 bucks. This is what we're trying to encourage in people. All of the people listening to this podcast, or at least the vast majority of you guys, are American workers. So I know I know that saying gets cliche, but the job that you save could be yours. That's really the reason that we did this segment. I'm an American worker. I'm a welder. I hope somebody pays the extra money for my work. And I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and say, next time I'm buying something, it's going to be from somebody here in the, here in the United States. Okay. I think we did it. We made it through. So do we want to do the Q&A first? Do you want to do like the updates and real life shit? Let's do the updates and real life shit. Then we'll do the Q&A and then we'll close things down. Cool. So you've been making some changes lately. We got to give the people the updates. So many goddamn changes. Tell them where your life has been for the past uh, couple weeks. Um, so... And I hate that I chose to do this around New Year's Eve, because this is not like a New Year's Eve resolution, fuck a revel, whatever the fuck it's called. New Year, new him. Yeah. That, <laughs> I don't do that shit. Um, so, I just got to a point, and this happens like every couple of years to me. Um, Why don't you just leave the spittoon on your I don't know. Leg. I don't get my sit-ups on. Yeah, there you go. It just crashes. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, so this happens every couple of years to me. Uh, I'll get out of shape. I've been smoking way too fucking long, and then can't breathe, and I get pissed off. Um, but I'm not getting any fucking younger. I'm 33 years old, almost 34, next month. And uh, I just decided, like, all right, it's time for me to buckle down, get back in the fucking gym, start eating healthy, stop smoking, and uh, be able to get back in the outdoors doing shit I like, hunting, hiking, all that shit, being that fucking play with my kids and like do that cool shit mm-hmm. um so I went real aggressive and a lot of people were like oh you know that's too much shit to do at once and you'll last a week and blah 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 um so i quit smoking stopped drinking iced coffees uh absolutely no sugar in my diet um and i meal prep all three meals six days a week and go to the gym five days a week um, I used to wake up at 8 o'clock for work. Now I wake up at 5.30 to go to the gym, work out for two hours before I go to work. Uh, so there's a lot of drastic changes pretty much overnight. And now eight days into it, feeling fucking great. Um, actually to the point now where, like, 
I get pissy if I have to leave the gym early or if I show up or if I wake up late and only get 45 minutes in the gym. Um, yeah, so it's like it's I've already adapted as like a life thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what was it, what's been the, the trickiest part of it? So I've gotten past the tricky part. Uh, I think in the beginning it was really tough because um, I'm so used to eating. I've been out of jail now for seven years, so I'm used to eating American sized portions again. But yeah. like you just eat until you're full. Yep. You know what I mean? And then and, a little um, more. And that's a serious fucking problem. And I don't listen. I'm not like this big health dude now. Like I'm not gonna fucking talk shit to people and like my wife still smokes <laughs> cigarettes. You know what I mean? I ride around my boss who smokes cigarettes all day in my fucking tow truck. Um, That's gotta be fucking. Like I don't care. You know what I mean? Um, But it is a fucking problem. And like when I so I'll put it like this: when I left jail seven years ago, I weighed 175 pounds, 12 percent body fat. And last week when I started the gym, I weighed 245 pounds. That's a drastic fucking change. I mean, I guess not that drastic because it's been seven years, but that's a lot different. Like 175 to 240, that's a big fucking jump. Yeah. Um, and I felt it. It made me feel like shit. I had no fucking energy. I was literally drinking five large iced coffees a day to like stay fucking energized. You know what I mean? Um, I literally, I couldn't remember the last time I drank water. I just, yeah, like, it wasn't a fucking, it wasn't a thing. Um, but I, I don't know. I just, I did it and I feel like I've gotten past that. Um, but the hardest thing was probably the first three or four days, I literally felt like my body was eating itself. Because um, I've gotten down to like, I might even be under regular portion size for the weight that I'm at. Yep. Because um, like, that's a thing. Like you're, you have to portion and like get a calorie intake to how much you weigh, not how much you want to weigh. Um, I didn't do that. Yeah. I just went straight to, I'll break it down real quick. I won't get like super into it, but my meal consists of one cup of brown rice. And for anybody that's ever scooped out rice with a fucking cup, is not a lot of rice. No. Um, so I eat one cup of rice. I eat, like, probably, I don't know, ten green beans. Like, five pieces of broccoli. And then either chicken or steak. Only enough to fill up the palm of my hand. And that's mm. my meal. That is not a lot. And I do that Monday through Saturday. Sunday is my cheat day. And even on my cheat day... My portion's that same size. It's just regular fucking food. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the first three or four days was really, really fucking tough. Like, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. I was, like, literally starving. I like, couldn't sleep because I was so fucking hungry. Um, but now it's to the point where, like, sometimes I don't even finish my lunch. I'm like, God, this is so much fucking rice. It's just like, so I, I, maybe it's in my head, but I feel like I've adapted to it pretty fucking fast and uh it doesn't bother me anymore now i look forward to going to the gym i look forward to waking up early i go to bed earlier now i used to stay up till three o'clock in the morning and then get up to work at eight that's fucking wild now i'm in bed at nine and sleeping by 10 so definitely some life changes but i feel way fucking better already it's only been eight days uh when i started i said i weighed 246 pounds yeah um weighed myself this morning and i'm at 232 in eight days. Uh, there could be, there's a lot of people that reached out to me when I first put this up on Instagram. I'm like, if you need any help, let me know. Guys that like actually do this shit. So I'm sure people are going to write in and be like, dude, you're going way too extreme, blah, blah, blah. 
it's whatever. I feel good. I don't feel like I'm hungry. I'm doing all right. So yeah. I'm going to stay on this trend, doing what I'm doing. Um, the meal prep is not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I just cook everything in one day. On every Sunday, I cook all my meals for the entire week. So yeah, seven lunches way to go. and seven dinners. Yep. Um, that's it. I'm absolutely loving it. I love going to the gym. I like how I feel when I the rest of the day I feel fucking tons of energy all day long. Um, I like the feeling of my fucking muscles hurting. It's just good. I like it. I'm stoked to see it, man. I'm glad you're getting back into all, to all of it. And I'm sure that I'm pretty sure it was. Is it Stephen? Who's the one that lived up here and went to South Carolina? Stephen was out, right? I can't remember. He used to be fucking scumbag chopper or something. Oh, Scum City. <laughs> yeah. And then he was uh, Ironhead Supply Co., right? No, no, no. No, no, no. Um, I'm pretty sure it was him. Yeah. Somebody commented, was like, you won't last a week. And I was like, okay, bet, motherfucker. That's the motivation yeah. right there. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> so... If you're listening to this, which I know you are, suck a big dick, bitch. <laughs> I'm fucking killing it, and I'm absolutely loving it. To the point where I went and bought equipment for my house. So, like, if I wake up late and just just in case I wake up late and can't make it to the gym, I can just go right downstairs to my basement and work out. Um, if Biden shuts down these fucking gyms, which I'm pretty sure he's going to. Oh, he's going to. I'm going to have shit to work out. I'm going to pick up a... Um, one of those fucking machines where you can bench press, you can do butterflies, you can do pull-downs. It has a pull-down cable. It has uh, leg press. It has fucking everything. And I'm dropping money on that because I do not want to get fucked up if he shuts the government down. That's to the point where how much I love being at the gym and working out. Yeah. So, eat a fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the, that's the attitude you got to have, honestly. Yeah. There's usually some type of catalyst that, like you said, you weren't able to do the things you were doing before. And once you have the the reason why, it makes it a lot easier to do the work that you have to do. Right. And a lot of people, like, talk shit. Like, I've had a couple of my homies be like, well, you quit smoking, but you're chewing. But what they don't know is I was smoking and chewing before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to advocate and be like, ah, chewing's fucking blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we're, listen, we're not, the like, the models of health here. Yeah. But listen, I'm not it, perfect. The, the whole the whole point is that you got to get a little better than you were. Right. I can breathe. I'm not fucking gasping for air cause for smoking cigarettes. I was smoking two-pack cigarettes a day. And now I do, I'll chew maybe a half a tin a day. I'll put one big lip in in the morning and then one big lip in when I get home. And I'm fucking good to go. Um, so even that alone, I've cut down my tobacco intake. Um, I haven't drank any beer, no whiskey, no nothing. And I'm just going super hard in the beginning because I want to get into the routine. So that way, like, afterwards, if I want to drink beer, I can drink beer. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. And I feel like that's probably not a big loss for you, though. Mm -mm. I don't see you. Even when we did the show, there were plenty of times we did the show where you weren't drinking at all. Yeah. It seems like that's not the vice that you're. I, I mean, so I like to drink whiskey. I do enjoy coming home and drinking whiskey. Um, but not, even then, not a lot. Like, I'll have, like, two or three... Um, I've, never, I've never seen this happen. Like, two or three um, whiskey <laughs> gingers. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. They remember the JMO days? Yeah. Remember we when I was a, a straight JMO? <laughs> this is JMO and then the JMO gingers? Yeah. Well, yeah. We, we got rid of it. I'm not going to put all that out, but you remember why. <laughs> when you had guests, we got rid of the JMO for a while. Yeah. And so that, like, killed that, I think. And then we just switched to beer. Um, 
Yeah, but I'm just not. I'm not doing anything like that. I'm trying to do get all the bad habits squashed now. That way, I can get to like in shape, and then once I get to where I want to be, then I I can drink beers when I want to or whatever. You know what I mean? So yeah, this is true, and I feel like it's going to be made a little bit easier by the fact that uh, we're kind of hitting this road at the same time. So I came over here, gave you the news, got some bad news when I went to the doctors recently. Diabetes got a little bit more aggressive. The numbers went a little bit in the direction that they're not supposed to go. And I ended up getting put on insulin for the first time. And so now I got the fucking meter in the arm situation going on, which is actually fucking awesome, I have to say. It's really fucked up that they don't give everybody a meter. If you don't have if they don't prescribe you insulin, you do not they won't cover the insurance won't cover the meter. Having the meter is like so tell them what the meter is. So the meter basically is a, it's a sensor that goes in your arm, and it reads the interstitial fluid in your arm instead of reading your blood. But it's the same thing. It's just telling you what your sugar levels are at. But instead of having to buy these ridiculously expensive strips that you have to poke your finger, like take some time to like make sure you're not fucking getting sh- shit into your bloodstream while you do it, instead of doing all that nonsense, you just scan this meter that's in your arm, and you get your blood sugar instantly and you could check it a hundred times a day you could just swipe this thing as many times as you want and constantly see you could do right before you eat 10 minutes after you eat 10 minutes after that so i remember before you're like i'm not paying for all these strips and you just check like in the morning and then like at nighttime which tells you absolutely nothing and so i did that for a long fucking time i did that for like the past three months since i since i got my last day one c and so now that i got the meter i check it i know exactly what the food's doing when I fucking eat it and I can see the graph. And so what I learned now is our diets are going to look very fucking similar yeah. minus the rice. I learned that I really, so I cut out all the beer. Dude, so I, my, so my buddy who's diabetic, yep. the one I work in his garage with him, he just told me that rice, I guess, when, after you eat it, mm-hmm. just turns to straight sugar inside your body. That's right. So yeah. he like cannot eat it whatsoever. He'll like die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I can't eat the rice either. That's a super bummer. Um, I love rice. I love sushi. Can't eat, I'm not supposed to eat the sushi either. That'll really? definitely spike it. Beer has a lot of carbs. Oh, what does sushi have in it that spikes it's it? It's all that sticky rice. Uh, yeah, but can you just eat like regular sushi? Like sashimi. Like a sushi yeah, they bar? call that sashimi. Yeah, I could eat that oh, okay. 100%. So I'm probably just going to have to eat that instead. But um, I don't like sushi, so oh, whatever. <laughs> you. It's fucking expensive. So <laughs> that'll that's enough of a discouragement right there. But it'll be – so basically the deal is similar to yourself – no drinking for the past week and a half. No drinking at all. I could probably at some point later on do liquor, but not uh, not beer. Probably. Really? I thought beer like helped it. No. So so if like uh, alcohol will lower your your blood sugars, but falsely. Uh. So well, like it actually does because it thins your blood, right? So when you have sugars in your blood. Your blood's And that's thick. like a thing with diabetics. Like you have thick blood, right? Yeah, you have thick, sugary blood, and then the blood can't get where it's got to go. So if you just become an alcoholic, you won't be diabetic anymore? Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty dumb. You could just, you just drink your <laughs> way into health. So no, no beer, no liquor for the past week and a half. And to be honest, after the second day, it's not really a problem anymore. Right. You're kind of just like, oh, okay, oh, no, I'm just doing other stuff. And I find myself having a lot more time to do the things that I was like... Usually, 
this is this is the weirdest part of the whole thing is that when I can't have a beer, I can't sit on the couch. Like I just don't know what to do with myself. Like, like you associate like having a beer with relaxing. Yeah, because yeah. having a beer was is what I was doing. That's like why I was sitting on the couch. Right. Because I'm sitting down. I'm having a beer. I'm relaxing. Same way people with, who smoke cigarettes. They're like, "What are you doing right now?" Well, I'm just having a cigarette. Like that's the activity. Yeah. So then when you take that out of it, I'm just like, well, "What the fuck do I do now?" <laughs> so what it led to was cutting out was um, ripping through the garage. Cleaning that thing top to bottom. I know we talked about this a little bit with uh, Wigwam last week, but the whole garage is cleaned out. That thing is fucking spotless down there. Next step is to rip out the whole rack. You know that the wooden rack I have on the other side? Mm-hmm. That whole thing's getting ripped out. You've been talking about that for a while. You want to take that out when yeah. you first move there. That's right. Yeah, and then I put some stuff on it, and then the stuff just claimed the spot, and then I was like, oh, well, it's just sitting here. All that shit is getting thrown out. If anybody wants any parts that come off of a Roadstar, stock parts, I got the tank, I got the dash, I have the actual fucking transmission case, I have all that shit, or excuse me, the transfer case, I've got all of it. I know a couple people who listen to the show build Roadstars, if any of you guys want these parts as backups, I'm not going to be using any of them, I don't even want money for it, I just want it out of my garage, it's yours free, you pay the shipping, I'll ship this to whoever the fuck wants it. So, Roadstar Takeoff Parts, I got the fenders, I got the sissy bar, all of it. Tell me who wants it, tell me where it's going, and it's yours. Um, i just been feeling super fucking clear-headed about working in the garage lately. And I've been down there, I took care of a couple, I went over to Kenny the Nons to fab up a battery box for his excess, and... The whole process was great because all my tools were out there when I had to pack the job box. I posted a picture of this mm-hmm. of working over there. Packing up the job box felt amazing. I knew where everything was again. I felt like I want to be down there. So we'll, uh, there was a question about the Roadstar. We are going to get back to work on the Roadstar now. That's back in the center of the garage, but we'll talk about that later. Um, but, yeah, and it all kind of started from changing Changing the diet made me feel better. Feeling better made me feel like I need to be working on something else instead of just, like, going through the motions day to day. Right. So everything's cleaned out down there and ready to fucking get to work. But uh, I don't know long term for the diet what it's going to be. I know I can't. I'm not do. I'm like, I'm just trying to hit all the best numbers I can right now. Right. But I don't think that I'll, like, never have a sip of whiskey for the rest of my life. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but we're just kind of seeing where that goes. I'm trying to get, like, the fir- the sensors last 14 days. So I'm trying to put in, like, a killer 14 days. I'm halfway there now. It's seven days into oh, the sensor. Let- oh, okay. And, yeah, then you got to swap a sensor, put it in your other arm, and, and you kind of just, like, alter it. But, um, yeah, for this first one, because then i got to go back to the doctor and they're going to be like, let's take a look at those fucking numbers. Yeah. And that's the other thing. keeps you honest, too. You know that someone's going to see everything that you did. So every time you weeks. swipe, it records it? Yeah. Nice. And, they, and they're going to see it. When I go back to the doctor, they're going to pull all those charts and all those numbers. And you can see a daily, like, at the end that's of the day. That's kind of dope, though, because they can be like, look, so at lunchtime, you're spiking. So they can be like, you need to adjust that. Yeah. Or, like, at dinner time, you're fucking up. Adjust that. And I can tell that I... Because I'm looking at, on the sensor, it actually gives you a graph. So you're looking at your whole day, hour by hour. Nice. And you're seeing, like, a fucking well, up I feel like they should give this to everybody that's diabetic. That's this is, I mean. like, very helpful. It's super cruel that they don't because, honestly, anyone who's diabetic has to manage this stuff. And there's nothing 
that you're going to learn about your your patterns by checking in the morning only right. or like in the night. Even checking three times a day doesn't even help you that much because you really need like before, during, and after the meal. Right. You need all that information. So now it's like I feel like I have the roadmap to how to beat it. And then I don't know. I don't know if it ever goes away, but at least I know what to do right, to yeah. make it better. Taking insulin is weird as fuck, though. I don't like poking myself in the stomach. I can imagine. It's weird as shit, weird as fuck. So that part, I hope I don't have to take the insulin forever, but we'll see. But it did, like I said, it led to it led to getting back into shit in the garage. So in a way, I think it's probably for the best. Yeah. So I'm slowly making my way back in the garage. Um, you guys have heard after Greasy does, and I've taken a serious break from the garage. Uh, during Greasy Dozen, I literally fucking lived in there, and it just drove me nuts. It was so much. Um, so I'm slowly getting back in there. Um, even when I'm doing my pinstripe and I'm going down to the garage to do it now. Um, shovel head. So those heads coming off. Um, I think I talked about this before. Repetto's hooking me up with a different set of heads. Yep. Um, so those are going to go on. And then it's just all simple shipping. i got to wire the headlight. Uh, my taillights are on the way from fucking um, Hitmajer Customs. I put those on my story. They're on his story. Listen. I'm telling you right now, nobody in the fucking states has a better taillight than mine. I promise you. These things are fucking ridiculous. Dude, that was super cool. They are so ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, I got to wire the headlight, the taillight. Um, I still got to get my brake line made because it's, it's different from the way I set it up. And then uh, adjust my clutch, and the thing's fucking ready to go. So, um, you I got, got the brake line stuff so, with you? Because uh, yeah. I got Omni I, right next I to my do. house. That's where I go to get my brake lines. Do you, if you can give it to me, I can bring it to Omni. Yeah, let's do that. Because that's what my thing is. Like I, I work every fucking day, so it's hard to get over there. You know yeah. what I mean? We are not close. Yeah. From here, you're like 35 minutes right. from, from them. So, um, and I got the whole gasket kit, so I'm going to gasket the whole motor when I take the heads off. Um, so it should be ready to fucking go. It should be, fingers crossed, a nice, reliable fucking bike next year. And uh, that'll be my main bike because Stepchild, I'm trying to revamp that thing. Um, I have a problem with the charging system, which is related to the clutch, and I have to redo the clutch, and it's a lot. Fine. So, yeah. So I'm trying to get the shovel heads going to be my main bike this year. As it um, should be. Also, I've been working on the van heavily. Somebody asked about that, so I'll get more into depth yeah, when we get in the Q&A. Q&A. Um, been working on that heavily. Um, just picked up a new rig. I got a – so I haven't really got into it. Um, so I'm a tow truck driver. You guys know that. Uh, we just got signed to a job where we have to remove 90 cars from a property. Um, wow. And this goes back. Like I, I think the newest car there is like a 78. What is this, a junkyard? It used to be like a, um, a shop. Yep. And the dad had it. And he like collected old cars for like parts and shit. Yeah. So – I've been looking for uh, a K10. I've been wanting to build one. It's my favorite fucking Chevy. Uh, it's pretty much a C10, but four-wheel drive. Oh. Um, and I've been wanting to build one of those for a long fucking time. Um, That's the only one that makes sense in New England. Yeah, and I recently started looking for these the past two weeks. And I was actually going to trade my Chevy for one, and which is like that's going from my comfort to like just something that looks nice. Mm-hmm. And so I pulled into this place on Monday, and... Right in the beginning, there's a fucking blue K10. Oh. And I'm like, 
Danger. Holy fuck. Yeah. So I talked to the guy that hired us, and he's not the landowner. So this guy called the Scrap Metal Place, which we do all their shit. Yeah. We pick up any car that people want to junk. So I go over and talk to him. I'm like, hey, I want that K10. And he's like, no problem. He's like, I'll just take off. Because he paid us for each car we go, we bring there. We get paid $85 a car that we bring. Yeah. And He's going to take that one off? So he's like, we'll just take it off one of the other cars. You can have it. So I got, I th- I'm pretty sure it's either 76 or 77 K10. Um, wow. I what are the do, odds yeah. that you fucking come right across it's it? It's got the 350 in it. Uh, frame is 100% solid. Um, the bed's a little bit rotted, so I'll probably replace the bed. Um, I'm going to redo the fenders, the doors. So pretty much I'm redoing everything but the cabin frame. I'm going to have brand new fenders, new hood, um, new doors, new rockers, new bed. Um, and it's going to be a product that I'm not going to dive right into like I am with the van or the shovel head. But this one I want to do all factory GM parts, so it's going to take me a little bit to find everything. And it's going to be something I pick away at and build the truck that I've always wanted to build. Um, so that's in my life now. Um, I've been busy, man. Damn. Got a lot of shit coming. On. Yeah. It's fucking <laughs> it's awesome. Fucking welcome to my life. Right? So I think uh, that's a good amount of updates. Yeah. At this I point. I think we've caught people up. And at this point, I think we're ready to jump into the fucking Q&A. I agree. Let's fucking... do this thing. Let's pull this up. And uh, you guys came in hot with the questions. We were going to make our way in no particular order through this list and see what you guys want to fucking know. So, first up, we have the Pizza Overlord says, You ride the chops up an icy mountain on a snowy night. Vision is barely three feet in front of you. When you get there, you realize you only brought one sleeping bag and there's no chance of getting wood for the stove. Who's going to be the little spoon and are you going face to face? That is an interesting question. When I started reading this, I thought it was going to be about bikes. (laughs) It took a turn at the end there. You should have known from this motherfucker. That's true. I don't know why I thought this was going to be any different. I would say in survival, survival instincts, you definitely have to go butt to butt and not face each other. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's you just got to, you got to get through that night and then you got to never speak of it again. That's it. If anybody asks you, you two gotta, sleeping bags and a comfy room. <laughs> I'm hoping it's a double sleeping bag because we're going to need the space. You just fucking make it work. Let's see, we got... Mikey Vaselli with the most important question of all. He says, what's the last real Ironhead year? The answer to that question is very simple, actually. It's a 1973. 1973 is the last real Ironhead, as you guys know, because my Ironhead was in 1973, <laughs> which is how you know that the last real year, 73 XLCH, every other Ironhead is a fake Ironhead. I'll say when they stopped making Magnetos. We talked about this last week. That's right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when they changed the different rocker boxes and no Magnetos, that's when they got gay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. You want to do the next one here? Um, it's in no particular order, so. Uh, Born Again Choppers. The motherfucking homie. He says, when you go broke playing CeeLo, what's the exchange rate for cigarettes to dollars? How many beers equals one dollar? What's the market price difference from PBR to Bud Light? Wow. Mm. So getting into the real nitty gritty. I like it. Here's real thumb. If you're playing in jail, this is going to be different. In jail, cigarettes go up for three bucks during the week, six dollars during the weekend. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, on the streets. This used to be Did a real really? thing. Yeah, yeah. It really changed the price on the weekend? Yeah, because nobody goes out. There's no, um, what's it called? There's Almost no, like, there? work program. There's no oh. any of that during the weekends. Oh, that's where they come from. Yeah. I always wondered how people got cigarettes in jail. You can't buy them right at the thing, can Not you? Not anymore, no. You have to get them. They're all called passports. They go inside somebody's bum. <laughs> and then you smoke them. <laughs> uh, in real life, on the street... You thought the sleeping bag thing was bad. <laughs> Try smoking a cigarette out of somebody's asshole. <laughs> uh, on the street, listen, this used to be a thing when I was uh, growing up in Haverhill. Um, we would actually gamble with cigarettes. Cigarettes were 25 cents. Just like mm. if you bought a Lucy at the bodega, it was 25 mm. cents. So that's what we uh, transferred over to when we were gambling. Shit. There's the exchange rate. All right. We got... Steel City Blacksmithing, the motherfucking homie, says, what's the big plans with the podcast in 2021? Are you guys coming to glory days? Second half is easier to answer. Definitely. Yes. This has been the weirdest fucking... Who was this? uh, Steel City. Okay. So this has been the weirdest fucking summer ever, now rolling into the weirdest winter ever. Uh, Without a doubt, all the shows we're going to be traveling... Hopefully the van is ready to rock and roll. We could fucking roll that be. bad boy down there. It should be. My shovel head's actually in Glory Days. So then we're definitely going to be there. Yeah. So yes, we will be at Glory Days. We will be... I just saw <coughs> the Seaside Bike Fest going back on. I just yep. seen them post it something is. the other day. Yep. So yeah, expect us. If there's other shows too, if you guys are listening and there's a show in your area that you want us to come to, we're trying to hit all the shows. So as far as 2021 for the podcast, we said this... God, I can't remember how long ago we talked about this, but the big goal last year, we were all rolling up to, honestly, one big event, which then ended up getting canceled. So this coming year, traveling to you guys, that's what people wanted. They said, this time, instead of putting on a show, come to our shows. So that's, as far as I'm concerned, that's the biggest goal of the podcast, is to get into, what do you think is a reasonable goal? How many states you want to hit in 2021 i feel like minimum i want to hit 10 states well i know off the rip so we're definitely going to uh greasy dozen so that's ohio yep uh we're definitely doing glory day so that's pittsburgh pennsylvania yep it's in pittsburgh though isn't it yeah we're talking states oh yeah whatever you get it um we're definitely doing Seaside Bike Fest. That's Jersey. Yep, that's three. Um, also, we're going back to Jersey in February to do... Um, what the fuck is the name of that? The one that we went to last year. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah, why am I blanking on this? God, it's like my favorite fucking show, too, and I can't even remember the name of it now. Cheap Thrills. Yep, Cheap Thrills. So, so we'll be in Jersey again. Um, we're going to be doing Deadbeat. That's doing Maine. Doing Deadbeat. So that, so that's yeah, five Deadbeat, so that's Maine. We'll end up hitting the Chopper Head show, yep, and that's, that's in Boston. Six states. Um, I, dude, I want to take there's also, a fucking trip, though. I want to go... There's one in New Hampshire that I want to get out there, because I feel like a lot of people don't know this. It's called Shovel Fest, and mm-hmm. that is local. That's within fucking 20 minutes of my house. That's Kingston, right? Yeah, it's in Kingston, New Hampshire. I'll try to put up the details. It always sneaks up on me, and I fucking forget about it. Um, and then people wait till after and they say, why weren't you there? Yeah, but it's a dope fucking show. It's literally a show for shovelheads. There's a bunch of other bikes there, but the bikes that get into the show are all shovelheads. It's a dope fucking show. So, that yeah, New Hampshire will be on the map, which just kind of sucks because that's our home yeah, we, state. Yeah, we can't but. really count that one. I'm trying to think if there's a... Uh, I know 
uh, for the longest time, we've been telling people that we want to go down and see the Florida boys. Yeah. So also, I want to try to hit either the backyard barbecue run or the Georgia Grunda run. Mm. Um, I've heard both of those are fucking insane. I would love to do War Run, so we'll definitely make it down North south, Carolina. Yeah, so make it down south in the like the Carolina area for sure. Um, Here's what would be cool is if we could do a week, take a week off work, and hit. A couple places like yeah. go, like the day the Florida one of guys the... might have to meet us in the middle and like come to Georgia. That's not that far for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Grunder Run probably wouldn't be a bad idea to do that, right? And a lot of people will be smack dab in the middle if we do um, War Run in North Carolina. Yeah, that's like smack dab down the middle of the East Coast. Yeah. So where War Run was this year is the same guy who puts on the backyard barbecue. Mm. Nice. So yeah. So one of those shows will definitely be it. Yeah. So that's the goal. This is going to be the year of traveling. And we'll be, you know that we're going to be rolling down there. Obviously, we'll bring the recording equipment. We'd like to do some on-site shows at these places. Um, find a fucking quiet enough spot. Do some recording. Lay down some episodes while we're on the road. Okay, let's see. Evo Jesus, do you plan to play Hulk Hogan's theme music when you announce the Low Life USA winner? Got to. Absolutely. <laughs> he says, there's only one answer to the question. You know that's the answer. We will be playing it. Yeah, we're going to do so. And, and another reminder, that's next week. Next week, we're announcing the winner. So, do we have somebody on for next week? Um, I'm trying to do Cam from Hip and Customs. That'd be perfect. He's got because he's got a can lot do. of new things that he's doing um, that I want to make sure we get out there because we always say the taillights, and that's like literally a sliver of what this man does now. Yeah, he's getting into a lot of stuff, but that's perfect because we'll do we'll be in the studio next week. Yes, so we can do the giveaway announcement and play that motherfucking theme music. Uh, so next we got Milk Cantrell. I think that's how you say it. He says, "When are y'all going to get?" California. I don't know how to say this. It's Cliff Ornia, like you're saying California, but with Cliff in the front. Uh, on the show. I bet he has some good stories to tell. I mean, fucking tell him to hit us the fuck up. Yeah, slide in the DM. <laughs> and we'll fucking make it happen, Captain. You know we're not hiding from these people. Let's see here. We got Dewey things. Speaking of Florida boys, why do people bitch about riding in the winter when it's cold? Do they buy their cool guy chopper shit in the back room at Victoria's Secret only to get mugged by a gang of basic hoes and thrown in a dumpster and told, man the fuck up? Also, Happy New Year, fellas. Happy New Year to you, too, brother. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he got his truck stolen for New Year's. Mm. Pretty sure I've seen that, right? I thought that was Fat Man. Well, Fat Man got his truck stolen, too, but I'm pretty sure Dewey thinks he's got his truck stolen, too. Fuck, everybody's shit getting <coughs> stolen. It's crazy out there, man. Uh, Evo Jesus has a riddle for us. He says, if an American walks across the border into Canada and makes a product with all American ingredients that he carried over in a vintage L.L. Bean made in the USA backpack, is it an American-made product? It would be an American-made product, just not made in the USA. Correct. I think that's the best right? answer. <laughs> yep. I, I'll put it this way. I'd still buy it. Mm-hmm. Let's say it like that. And if anybody was going to own a vintage L.L. Bean made in the USA backpack, it would be fucking Evo Jesus. Had a call with him 
this past week, and that dude is hustling. That dude's hitting the fucking estate sales. He is making shit happen. And uh, good on you, homie, for finding all the coolest shit. Honestly. That dude's... uh, I have a sneaking suspicion that Evo Jesus's submission into the Low Life USA giveaway is going to be a fucking heavy hitter. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, we have Clayton Cotton. Listen, these que- I'm just going to read the questions, whatever. But uh, in Monopoly, is it better to be the banker and skim money from the bank or just a player and skim money from the other players during gameplay? Asking for myself as I get caught either way. So here's the plan. Here's what you're fucking up. Is you need to make friends with the banker. And as everybody's getting huffy and puffy like they always do playing Monopoly, Mm -hmm. you need to have the banker sliding you money under the table. There you go. But you got to wait. Why do you say that to be friends with the banker instead of being the banker? Because when you're the banker, people think that you're already cheating. And they're watching you. Because you are. Right. If you're the banker, you're cheating. 100% like you're cheating. How it works. So what you need to do is wait until shit gets up in arms. You need to, like, agitate people. Get them fucking going. And just have the banker slide new money under the table. Because they're going to be looking at the banker's pile. And they're be like, oh, this motherfucker's already still losing. So he's not cheating. They're going to see you over here sitting on fat stacks. That's true. You need, you need one, one layer of deniability mm-hmm. between you and the money. The only way to do it. All right, Adam HD Slim Rider meow says, "What is the best way to make a seat pan for a king and queen seat?" You've done this, haven't you? Have. So, my recommendation is probably similar to what I imagine a lot of people would say because I see pictures of it all the time. Make it out of cardboard. I like to measure out. I like to start with where you're sitting, measure it out, and for me, I like to do it with with angles. Like, I take a measurement, the width of the seat, and then right before the taper, so you got that square, and then whatever the the width is as it narrows up toward the backbone, and I like, I take a, a straight edge, and I make, like, perfect lines on everything, I cut it out. I'm basically working with all angles, no round shapes yet. And then I do the same thing going up the back seat. So then you've got like your tail and the spot where you're actually sitting. And that and so then you kind of like round it up over the back. Once you've got that bottom part made, then you gotta decide whether you're trying to put a hump in it or not. Some people just run their king and queen straight up the oh. uh the fender. I don't like that so much because I feel like your passenger is going to slide down into you. But some yeah. people are just like... No, the hump is key for like your back support, lower back support. Mm-hmm. And it looks better. Yeah. So for the sides, when you're, when you're deciding what you want to do for the hump, you're just cutting those out of cardboard. And you can kind of just trace it with the scissors as you go. Create the outline. Create the shape that you want. See, I don't like the sides on the, on the side of the seat. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. I've seen them. It looks nice. It gives you a nice defined thing. But I'm a big fan of the old, like, um, Corbin Gentry seats. Yep. Where it's it has that real deep arch for your back, mm-hmm. and then it flattens out, but it's all made with the foam. So when you sit on it, it squishes down. It's all foam. There's no hard sides. 
Yeah, and that's kind of something your seat guy will will do. So, like, I know we, we had Tony on two weeks ago. He did mine, and on mine, I did not have to make the sides. He used the foam. But I think that if I put a little bit in, if I made even just, like, a slight hump with the seat pan, I think it would have been easier on him. Now, that's if you want to make it easier on the seat guy. If you're just giving it and you're paying top do you dollar hump, for a though? seat. So basically, you've got like the flat part where you're sitting. Yep. If I made a slight metal, uh, just a little bit to where there was a little bit of it built, built into the pan, and then he could put the foam on top of it and still build up quite a bit with the foam. But when, like when I made his, for his um, sports star, I made the seat pan, and I put that little hump on no, so I'm saying I'm saying you should make the hump with the metal. So it's, it makes you sit deeper into the frame. That's what I was just saying. But what I'm saying saying is, no, what I'm saying is, you know how like when some people, when they're doing the king and queen seats, they'll put the, they'll make steel go down the sides. So it's almost like you have walls on each side of your seat. Yeah, well, you have to do that because otherwise the, the, the metal will just bend when you sit on it. I put sides on it when I made his. It was, you're only talking like two inches of side. How will it bend? How will what bend? How will the seat pan bend? So like if you just have a seat pan that comes up like that. When you actually put weight on it, you're, it's just sheet metal. Ooh, what I'm saying is you make it. it completely with the frame. So it goes down with where your seat would sit, mm-hmm. and then wraps right up with the fender. There's that's, no like air in between. Right. That's what I did first, but then I also made a little bit of the hump out of metal. Yeah, see, I wouldn't do that. I just like, I like to do it exactly with the, like, the lines of the frame and fender, mm-hmm. and then have everything else built out of foam. I think it just it would just not be comfortable. Like if you had a big fucking bump and you got just steel underneath that, yeah. But you're still putting that. you're still putting a lot of foam over it. I, so I think the answer here is, is there's more than one way to skin a cat. Yeah, you 100%. could make it a lot of different ways. Talk to your seat guy, see what they prefer. Because at the end of the day, if you're making the pan and someone else is doing the upholstery, the, two, no. the two of you can't exist independent of each I'll other. I'll tell that guy if he doesn't want to do it that way, fucking eat a dick. Because I am not putting walls on my seat. <laughs> you got to you got to talk to the guy that's actually going to do the upholstery because he's the one that's going to have to deal with it. And if he doesn't want the walls, that's going to be a problem. And if he does want the walls, and he he's like, I, you're not going to feel the metal. I have a way of doing it with the foam. Just coordinate with him because he's the one that's going to have to work around what you give him. Or find the seat guy that'll do what you want to do. <laughs> you're not going to feel the metal. I'm telling you, I don't want it. I like how my Corbin Gentry seat is. It's fucking perfect. How do you know there's not metal under there? Because you can squish the whole thing flat down to the fucking fender. And then you're going to hit the bottom. I don't like it. There's no bottom. <laughs> bottom with bike. <laughs> uh, next one is from Garage Dodge 22. He says, Bone Stock Mint 97 Sportster. What's your first upgrade besides chopping it or getting a big, tw- big twin? Chop it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sports make a great fucking chopper. Fairly fucking cheap, matter of fact. Um, I guess if you're not going to do the hardtail, which doesn't make sense, uh, or maybe you're just going to build a fucking uh, swing-on bike, whatever, um, it's all going to be on what style you're going for, but I would just chop it. It's, it's fairly cheap to do it on a Sportster. Um, especially when you have people like Voodoo Vintage selling fucking great hardtail kits for fucking a very fair price mm-hmm. um it doesn't make sense not to do it yeah i agree but i mean it, like i said it all goes for what you're trying to do 
If you don't want to build a chapel, then there's a hundred other ways to go. But I would definitely, if you're not going to do that, obviously, like, I don't, I don't even know how you ask this question. Where is it? Stocks? I'm trying to find the question in here. Bone stock 97 sports. What's your first upgrade? Because, like, do you want to build a fast bike? Do you want to build a bike that, like, looks cool like the shovel head I built? Do you want to do, like, who knows? I'll tell you this. Bone stock, first thing I would probably do is change either the seat or the exhaust. Those are, like, the first two things where I would say. But, like, but the thing about like this is, like, what if your plan is in the future to hardtail? Then you're wasting money because you get to change the exhaust when you hardtail. you got to change yeah, the seat you, when you hardtail you, but, it. But we, you're trying to work within the confines of the question. The question is, like, what's the first thing you're going to do? So, like, if you, yes, if you're going to hardtail it, don't do the seat first. Wait till you hardtail it. doesn't it. make sense to do anything until you do that because everything is going to change. Yeah, I guess to to your point, it doesn't really. We can't really answer the question until we know what is it. What's it that you're trying Let's to say? Do, hypothetically, he doesn't want to build a chopper. So hypothetically, I think you're right. And a, a nicer exhaust, a, a nicer seat, seat, and I'd probably switch to fucking tank. Uh, yeah, do it. Do it if you're not going to do it. Do a tank lift. Do a fucking or do a Frisco tank. Um, you could change the bars. 100 percent change the bars. Knock off all the fucking... That might actually be number one, actually, knock now off that I mentioned all it. the stupid shit, like the fucking directionals, the mirrors, see you later, bye. Yeah, clean the bars up. That's always the, the most you egregious part. The 21-inch front wheel. The giant master cylinder and all those fucking clamshells. The first, I'll tell you this. The first thing I did when I got... This is a good example, too, because I didn't cut the frame on it. When I got the Fat Boy, the first thing I did was rip all of the wires out of the bars and take those disgusting clamshells off of them. But I would say... so. Going the other route, say hypothetically, you're gonna eventually chop it, but you just want to get it to look a little bit better while you get your money up. Um, I think my answer still holds for that too. Well, I wouldn't buy the exhaust and all that shit. No, no, I said the bars. Yeah, clean those bars up. I would, I would clean the bars up, take the directionals off, and do a Frisco tank because that's gonna be the same even when you chop it. Mm -hmm. And then after that, don't dump a ton of money into it. Buy the shit you're gonna need. Buy your oil tank. Buy your fucking hardtail, buy your 21-inch wheel, buy your front end if you're going to change it. Mm -hmm. So don't go crazy if you plan on chopping it because a lot of things are going to change once you cut that frame up. There you go. Best of both worlds. Perfect. Let's see. Davey Sprocket says, any plans to come down south for some events? We kind of touched on this before, so I think that one is already answered. Um, Georgia Grundle Run. That's probably as far down as we as we see getting, um, but also War Run, North Carolina. I don't know if that constitutes us down south, but uh, so he said. So um, Mike Cantrell said, "Where are you down south?" He says VA, um, but he said he would like to see us at least hit the North Carolina shows and shit like the compound and all yeah. that, like the campouts and that back. one. I definitely he actually says backyard there. barbecue run, Twin River Chopper Campout. Twin Rivers, yeah, Zach something is the guy that does that one, right? Yeah, so that's another one. So I asked Wes about this last year, and I was like, if I'm going to hit one fucking show down south, what's it going to be? And he pretty much named off um, Georgia Grinder Run, uh, Twin Rivers, and War Run. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good list. Let's see. Memphis, a.k.a. Seaman I-94, says, Lockta, you are starting to look like a buff Jesus Christ. Do you plan on building a cross and carrying it up a hill to get in the ultimate workout? If so, get a video. <laughs> uh, so he, I'm actually friends with him on Facebook. Oh, actually, I posted on Instagram too. 
Um, yeah, so we talked about this when we began the show. I'm fucking getting it hard at the gym and loving life. Mm-hmm. Like Wes says at Custom Destruction, make bikers buff again. That's it. Uh, let's see. Harleys and Headaches says, just picked up a 2002 Softail. Good choice. Planning on stripping all the dad shit off the bike and doing the bobbed rear fender and sissy bar. I think, actually, I hit this, uh, we talked separately, him and I, about the, uh, the fender. He hit me up about that. That lowbrow tsunami fender is fucking perfect Ugh. for this. Uh, he says, do you have any advice or things you do differently? Lastly, I want to change out the front mag wheel for spokes. Would you do a 21 or stay with the stock size? There's a couple of questions built in here. So, stripping all the dad shit off the bike and bobbing the rear fender. Not much that I would do differently. Honestly, what I did with my soft tail worked out great. I wouldn't change a thing. The the that tsunami fender is affordable, it's like 60 bucks. If you cut down the front and then like hammer it down to fit the radius, you don't have to change the uh, the stock struts. You just lose some of the you take off some of the length basically, um, and I think it looks the fucking balls. So that's easy enough. Sissy bar, you're not losing those fender strut mounts. So doing a nice like secure sissy bar is really easy to do. Um, as far as the front wheel. So you have a mag now. You have a 2002 Softail, so that doesn't really tell us what kind of front end you have on there. And this kind of depends. So personally, if you've got the wide glide with the chunky forks, I like the spoked 16 Swap cat squisher. Right out. <laughs> if you have a narrow glide, I really don't recommend. I would go 21. I feel like a narrow glide needs a 21. I think it just looks way better that way. Um, but it, like I said, if you got the chunky one, you could stick with the chunky spokes. I did see somebody whose picture was that? Somebody I, I commented from the podcast page had a narrow glide with a no, excuse me, they had a wide glide with a twenty-one and a triangle headlight, and it actually didn't look too bad. It, it wasn't fucking, what's his name with the shovel at the Beetlejuice bike. No, well, he has one too, actually. But I, this is somebody else, and. Um, it didn't look it didn't look that bad, honestly. It, but it wasn't the super skinny twenty one. It was like the what the three inch twenty one by three, the normal size one. And it, it, I, th- I thought it looked pretty sick. I wish I could remember whose bike it was, so I could point you to it. But slide in the DMs. I'll figure it out. I'll go back to that thing there and uh, see who it was, and I'll send you the picture. Uh, Todd J. Petrie, motherfucking Littlefoot says since all of y'all are buying up all the mini bikes up north the question has to be asked when are y'all going to put on a unicorn ranch version of the war run Mm. so this was actually in talks last year um not sure yet probably once i buy this place um that could definitely happen there's plenty of land but uh definitely gonna buy it first yeah We've got Fart Degree says, what are you going to do with that van mural? And are you going to watch all the Star Wars movies to educate people on the van? Um, so the as far as the mural, uh, I'm actually trying to find somebody now. Um, hopefully it's going to be Fosalbill. 
the homie who painted my shovel head. But um, I'm trying to keep all the original paint on that van. Um, it's super fucking patinaed. Like, naturally, from fucking the 70s. Yeah. Um, it has all, like, the rust and the faded paint in the right spots. Um, but there are a couple spots that need to be fixed. So I need to find somebody. There's two options here. I either find somebody that can fix those spots and not fuck up the rest of the patina because I don't want fake patina. I, I'm just not about it. Um, so either I can find somebody that can fix it and not fuck up the rest of the patina, and then I'll just flat, like a matte clear coat the whole van. Um, or if I can't find somebody to do that, I'm going to repaint pretty much three quarters of the van and then I'll just have the side that the good mural is on I'll have it fade into that so that mural will stay there you go so either way the mirror will be there and second part of the question no I'm not going to watch Star Wars I've never seen a movie and I think it's funnier that I have the van and I've never seen a movie I think that's the correct attitude yeah keep it going mm-hmm. you've done it this long Somebody actually said before, I think it was on the podcast, or maybe it was in real life. Somebody's like, you should play Star Wars movies out the back, but still never watch them. (laughs) (laughs) And this is funny, because somebody actually came into my buddy's shop, that's where the van is now, and was like, dude, you should uh, have somebody airbrush on the back doors warp speed, so it looks like it's coming out of that whole scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Apparently that's a thing on Star Wars, and I had no fucking clue what it was. The guy was like dumbfounded that I even own this van. So upset that you don't have. So it. that's yeah. that's one of the reasons why I will never watch the movies because it's just I like that reaction. You don't want to lose those interactions, right? And the, here's the other funny thing: I don't want to get too off fucking track here, but so my buddy's shop is on like a main road in the town, and uh, directly across the street is a comic book store. Mm-hmm. Well, they're like they get like they all meet up and put like magic and Pokemon and all that shit. Yeah, and the Chinese food restaurants right next to my buddy's shop, so they all come walking across. <laughs> and this is one guy every time he just stops at the van and he'll stare at it for a solid fucking two three minutes, just like staring at the mirror. And I'm like, this dude probably goes home and jerks off over this van. <laughs> oh yeah, that van. Actually, that's going to be the next one stolen. You should put some fucking uh, <laughs> seriously put some locks on that thing. Let's see. We've got Jmoz sixty five thirty says, "When is Greece finishing the Roadstar?" This is an excellent question. So the Roadstar is back in the middle of the fucking garage, ready to be worked on. First thing that's up on the plate for it is the oil tank. This is where we left off before. That's where we're getting back to now. So I'm going to start working on the oil tank. I got the shop all set up and ready to go. I've got the stainless. I just need to cut it into pieces, make that thing, and then start working on getting the the lines plumbed in there. After that, centering that rear wheel, and I need to get a, uh, Jesus, I can't talk, a sprocket spacer made. So I'm going to have to hit up Bob, talk to him about potentially making a spacer for the sprocket, because that was the big issue, is that when the wheel's in the middle of the frame, lined up with the backbone, the sprocket is not lined up with the front sprocket. Right. That's the problem we have right now. So I need a spacer to space that out, and I think Bob's going to be the one to, to help me square that away. You can't just narrow the rear end? Like, is that an option? I'd have to, like, cut the whole frame back apart and remake it. I think it would be so much easier. <laughs> would it? I feel like it would. 
Well, here's the problem is that this bike was never meant to run a chain on this side. So, like, it's just a bad angle, and you really need a lot of that space in order to, excuse me, just for the fucking, just to get the fucking sprocket out to where that front sprocket is. Because the front sprocket is so far to the right, Mm. if you were sitting on top of the bike, that the frame has to be super wide. Kind of like when they do on, like, the fucking the OCC big wheel baggers, you know, like because those sprockets stick so far out or the, or the fucking, um, the oh, maybe, hood wrap, you know, maybe the sprockets just, just too far out there. Yeah. Maybe just think about, see, I had the reverse problem with the hood wrap because the hood wrap had a big ass and the front drive sprocket didn't stick out far enough. Yeah. So he had a space around that one. Out. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the same thing. But so maybe, reverse. maybe go the Christian Newman route and fucking run a Volkswagen tire on the back. Yeah, right? And that'll eat up the fucking space. Dude, that's actually a really good point. He actually makes the kit, so it can adapt right to the fucking thing. I'm actually going to look into that, because the, because it would actually make the... And it'd be a fucking... That would look rad as fuck, too. That's a big bike. All right, so we got some new ideas boiling yeah. around. I'm going to take CT a look Newman, at that dude. Kit. Yeah. I guarantee, if you send him shit, he can fucking help you out with that. That might be the way to go. But yes, you will be seeing more stuff coming out from that now. All the other stuff's out of the way, and things are pretty much freed up over at Ferro Fabrication to take some time and work on that. Uh, Rappaport says, how do I become ungay? <laughs> I mean, I was cutting some veggies for dinner, and fucking salary jizzed in my eyes. <laughs> or my face, sorry. Now I'm listening to ABBA. ABBA. What is that? It's a band. Oh. And... Melissa something. Melissa Etheridge. Etheridge. Who the fuck is that? That's a, this is like a, it's all part of the joke. Just keep reading. Oh, sick. Um, <laughs> I'd really like to be allowed back into my old life. <laughs> so I don't know who any of those people are, so maybe I'm not gay after all. Who knows? He's, he's just working on getting back into his uh, his old ungay life, so sometimes it takes a little bit of doing. We got Isham Dillon says, what's the name of the fucking game? And it's to cut that motherfucking frame. <laughs> and then put a car tire in the back so that your sprocket lines up. That's it. Evo Chop NJ, I'm assuming this one's for Loctite, says, can I get a hell yeah loud enough for the, loud enough to be heads here in Jersey? I think that's what we heard. He's drunk. I mean, I think that's you because you were the hell yeah guy for a long time. Remember that used, to be, that used to be a thing like, hell yeah. Hell yeah! <laughs> do you remember that? People started commenting Yeah, yeah, yeah I do actually now. They started messing us. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's true. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that. That's how long we've been doing this show. Forgetting our own inside jokes. Uh, Mudbug's Speed Shop says, I blew up my Evo motor and I'm going to build a 98-inch shovel head. Do you think it's dumb to switch to a shovel over another Evo? Uh, I do not think that's dumb. Um, I guess it depends what you want to get out of it. If you want, like, a super fast bike, which it seems like, because you're building a 98-inch shovel head, uh, I would do an Evo, because <laughs> it's going to be fast and reliable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I can't really say, because fucking Danger Dan rides his shovel head across the country all the fucking time. But I also don't think he has a 98-inch shovel head. Yeah. Um, I've just always learned that the more power you put to something, the more shit you break. Um, 
Which sounds so fucking old in my day right now, but my shovel head is a bone stock and is going to remain a bone stock 80 inch shovel. Yeah, I so, do agree, but you tend to break more shit as I mean, you start to power it up. Yeah, it's all, it it's all in what you want to do, man. Um, I think either way it's going to be cool as fuck, but there's something to be said about pulling up on a shovel, so do what you want to do. If you want to build a big-ass shovel, just know that you're going to be fixing shit because you're definitely going to break shit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that wraps it up. Yeah. We've made it to the end of the Q&A segment here. This was a this is a light and quick episode this week. But before we get too much further along here, let's just take a couple minutes to thank some of the people that make the show possible. First up, we got B3 aka Babes, Bikes and Beards out of Chelsea, Massachusetts. This coming spring, there's going to be bike nights. There's going to be good times had by everybody, so make sure you're following Babes, Bikes, Beards. All one word on Instagram. Join the Slack team. Get on their calendar. Make sure that you know when that first when that first bike night is going to be, and let them know you heard about them on the Low Life Chopper Motherfucking Podcast. Next up, we got Deadbeat Customs. The homie Steve out in Tuxbury, Massachusetts, got a brand new shop that Wigwam got to check out, and that you need to go fucking check out. Get yourself a pair of those bison gloves that we were talking about. Try on a jacket, a helmet, whatever you need that you don't feel comfortable buying online. Head on over. Go say hello to Steve and tell him you heard about him on the show. Next up, we got Hypnic Jerk Customs. Hopefully, you're going to be hearing from Hypnic Jerk on the show in short order. We're looking to get Cam back on. Obviously, he does taillights. You already know that, but there's a lot of new products he's got in the works that we can't wait to tell you guys more about. So go to hypnicjerkcustoms.com to check out everything that he's got. He's got headlights, taillights, points covers, and a bunch more shit. So we'll save the all the goodies on that for the actual episode when we chat with him. After that, we've got yours truly, Faro Fabrication, for all of your welding needs. Uh, just took a trip down to Woburn to do some on-site fabrication for Kenny's XS. If you've got a build that's in need of a little bit of fab work and you can't get it to me, I can always come to you or you could drop it off. I got a hardtail coming in in a few weeks for another XS, really fucking popular, quickly becoming the XS hardtail guy here, which uh, I'm not too upset about. They're fun, hard, fun, uh, fun frames to work on. So if you've, no matter what you've got, give me a call, ferrofabrication.com or ferrofabrication on Instagram. Last but not least, we've got the motherfucking Unicorn Ranch. Conveniently located at the Unicorn Ranch. Uh, Listen, we can do everything vinyl, whether you need decals. Uh, banners, t-shirts, hats, underwear, underwear, whatever the fuck you need, we can make it happen, Captain. So hit us the fuck up at Unicorn Ranch on Instagram. Make sure you're following Unicorn Ranch on Instagram for your chance to win a pinstripe panel every single month, as long as you're a Patreon subscriber. Um, listen, we did not forget about this. We'll be doing the giveaway next week while we're back in the studio. Um... And that's it, man. Make sure you hit us the fuck up. This is, so I told this before, um, this is a business I started for my wife. And 
she needs to fucking stay busy. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we got orders flowing in right now. We're doing a big order for 812 Inc. Uh, I'm excited for everybody to see that. And uh, that's it, man. Get over there and give us a fucking follow. Beautiful. All right. So it's good to be back here, man. It's good to do another fucking catch-up episode. To close it out, I will say, as you already heard, life is good here at the Low Life HQ. So now it's time to get cracking on build number two. Yes. God! (laughs) (laughs) All right. What do you got for these people, Loctite? Take them into their motherfucking Friday. It's Friday, motherfuckers. Winter's halfway over, so it's time to get back to work. And stay tuned for next week, because we got motherfucking hypnotic jerk. What's that,